Welcome to Six Degrees of Rumination. I'm one of your hosts, Rena Gorman. I'm the other one of your hosts, Nina Boyd. And I'm there, exasperated, annoyed, kidnapped, producer Mike. Quite Stockholm a long business card. Stockholm syndrome. Well, I'm not, fe- us. I'm yeah, not feeling the us. Stockholm syndrome. You can keep telling not me yet. I'm feeling it. Maybe by like episode 104. Yeah, I'm not feeling, I don't feel like I still want to be here. I don't care about your welfare if the authorities come. <laughs> and yet Just, you are here. Yeah, against my will. Oh, okay. Well. They tie me up. They keep me in like this cupboard in the Quiet. basement. <laughs> Over there. <laughs> I feel like the gimp. Oh well, God. this is this will be, uh, we're going to consolidate the whole lifespan of a human being down to, I don't know, this is probably going to be like a half hour, hour episode. It's going to be a quickie. Yeah. We only have a few things to talk about, but yeah, we're going to go from the very beginning to the very end and maybe the space in between. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see where, where it leads us. Definitely. All right. Well, like all great stories, yeah. this one <laughs> begins in the testes. Um. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Next expression. So I don't know if you guys have heard this. I definitely have. But um, when people are trying to conceive and they're having difficulty, usually the advice given to men is to switch from briefs to boxer shorts, you know, make sure that things aren't too constricted down there, make sure the temperatures aren't too elevated, which can often be caused by wearing pants that are too tight or underwear that's too tight. Or living in the California Valley in the summer. Right. Good yes, God. for instance, yeah. yeah. What's the high today? Well, at least the other day it was 102. Yeah, it was it only 93 today, but still. better out there, but. It's definitely, like definitely. 127 in my pants yeah. on those days. <laughs> right, like, exactly. It's no horrible. sperm there. Death so, Valley. Yeah. It's just like, and it's a humid, it's a humid heat in there, too. It's <laughs> well, just like, yeah. there's not enough body powder in the world to combat California summer. Okay, One so we've. Heat uh, index of that. like 160 with yeah. the humidity. Yeah. It's fucking done. It sticks to your leg. Yeah. Yeah. So we're basically, we're safe. We're not trying to have kids and we definitely won't, not at these temperatures. But you know, that's the advice usually given. Um, And so uh, going along in that vein, this (laughs) study, (laughs) didn't even try, oh my God. This study uh, has um, basically sought to explore like, you know, how could we develop a male birth control um, with like this intense heating phenomenon on purpose. So at first they were thinking, okay, why don't we... In- Microwave their balls. Close. Why ah. don't we inject uh, uh, nanomaterials directly into the testes as a form of male birth control? Which to Pass. me sounds very uncomfortable and I don't possess this equipment. I don't know how you guys right, feel about like, that I'm, idea. How, how many female contraceptions involve like injecting Into needles? their ovary. Yeah, into well, IUD is pretty right, close. Right, Those okay. are like yeah. directly installed into you, if you will. Yeah, but that's not and your only option. <laughs> no, it's not your only option. But I will say, like a lot of birth control, I've exchanged stories with a lot of people, and they've said like this throws me way out of whack. It makes yeah. me feel suicidal. It's all kinds of yeah. all kinds of hormonal issues, which unfortunately are going to be unique to the people who can grow a child. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sound fun to have anything injected into your testes. I can't imagine people agreeing to that. So that didn't last very long. And also there were some pretty bad side effects. The injection can be painful, of course. And the heated materials can damage your skin, like just the surface of it directly. And most nanomaterials um, that were tested so far were not biodegradable. So I don't know if that's like the biggest concern we should have, but- This sounds like a a permanent solution. Mm -hmm. Well- Not so much like a, hey, my balls don't produce sperm for a year, it's good. 
I'm sure that might have been part of the. <laughs> I wonder what there. the how did it, what effect does this have on hormones? Like, it's obviously, female birth control fucks with women's hormones. And I can only imagine, but yeah, sometimes like, it does. I mean, if you're kind of like shutting down a dude's balls, yeah, you know. <laughs> How's that affect his like? Shut down my. How's that affect his clinic? Yeah. How's that affect his like natural testosterone level? You know. I, well, I, mean, I think I think with this one, it's actually just uh, inhibiting the production of sperm. It's yeah. not fucking with testosterone levels. I mean, so I don't know might, what the other stuff. I mean, did, right. the, the studies that they do, dropped. But, but that's this, the thing. Do we know, or are we well, just kind of guessing right now? I don't know. But like this, the royal we, or yeah. <laughs> or like the we that created this horrific the we testicles like the shot balls that we're talking uh, about. No, I, okay. But look, I mean, the main point of this article is not those other studies. What it led people to is a new study where they wanted to develop safe effective magnetic thermal um sort of approach to this problem and it doesn't need to be injected directly into the testes so that's a bonus so i just put some magnets on my sack well, well tell them okay Nina. yeah no, i'll tell you guys okay so here here's here's what went down <laughs> does one ball will. get a positive and one ball get a negative like, <laughs> like we just squish them like what, like what do we do here <laughs> squish the sperm out of like, yeah that sounds worse than the shot no okay look at here's what happened so um, I'll show you magnetic north. To... <laughs> 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 all right. Okay. Producer Mike just almost blew his Get your soda water out now. all over the MacBook. <laughs> yeah, shot his water over there. Okay. <laughs> almost Look blew it. his load. So they tested two forms of iron oxide nanoparticles, and they both forms were biodegradable. They could be guided and heated with magnetic fields as male contraceptives, and so. Uh, one type was a polyethylene glycol, and the other was citric acid, which to me still sounds uncomfortable. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so these nanoparticles could be heated, and um, they were easily manipulated by magnets, but apparently the citric acid ones were even more easily manipulated by magnets. So the researchers went with those kind of nanoparticles, and what they did was they injected them into the bloodstream of mice as the test subject for two days and then they guided those nanomaterials through the bloodstream to the testes using magnets so it's even more ridiculous than you probably thought so like, can you imagine like just take so, here, so here's the scenario first of all a mouse <laughs> imagine the size of those testes like how do you even know? you know yeah go ahead Reno. so wait you got yeah. so this is this, this how it works you, you go to the doctor's office every 30 days to get injected with these nanoparticles, and then he, he takes a magnet mm -hmm. and <laughs> runs like it over your body through a maze like of yeah, yeah like. a maze of your veins and arteries, and gets those nanoparticles to magnetically be driven towards your balls, mm -hmm. and then your balls get so hot. Yeah, they get to a temperature of 104 degrees Fahrenheit, just a little bit above body temperature. I mean, it sounds really hot, yeah. but it's not really. Yeah, but and it then them. and then you're sterile for about 30 days. Yeah. It shrinks your balls and inhibits spermatogenesis <laughs> for about 30 to 60 days in some cases. So, but yeah, this was their workaround for not injecting directly into the testes. They were like, we'll just put it there with magnets. You How know, about I just get a vasectomy and freeze some sperm before I go for the procedure? That's yeah. like the opposite of what yeah. they're trying to do. I mean, well, you and I aren't trying to have kids, so... No. I feel like Oh, yeah, this... why don't you just get a vasectomy then? Because you can reverse no. them pretty easy. I mean, you can, but like... What, that seems would like you an get, extreme. What do you? No, it's surgery. a very, very simple. Like, like he could get it done before sunset today. Do you want I bet. kids, Rena? Maybe. Oh, I'd okay. like to shower first. That's been kind of hot. 
<laughs> I'm not going to put a nurse through that. Like, I'm hey, sure that they would make go. it. They're not going to be like, let's do surgery. Who cares if you're clean? Like, Wa- that's not how it works. Want to fucking rock and roll on my sweaty sack? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. all slipping all over the place. They're trying to cut <laughs> We can't cut it. Slips. And I think, okay. unfortunately, a, a lot of uh, women, unfortunately, couldn't trust their partner to be like, did you go to the doctor's office this month? Oh, did you yeah. get your balls magnetized? And they're like, yeah, 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 no, 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 She's yeah, I went. testing him to see. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I went. Um, okay. She's all cupping them to see if they're exactly yeah. at 104. <laughs> yeah. God, get like a meat thermometer. It's like you use some magnets and trace it down <laughs> to the balls. It's an individual basis, right? Like, I'm pretty sure, I mean, how many chicks fucking out there forget to take every pill they're supposed to take at the birth oh, control? I'm sure people forget. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure there's but, like some. Yeah, let's not, let's not just be like but. every dude out there is like, yeah, dude, my balls are magnetized. This fuck. <laughs> you know? I'm pretty sure some, if they want this, are going to be serious about it. I mean, I don't want children, so I would probably fucking magnetize my balls regularly. <laughs> you know, do it like, every morning. Like it's like if that's all it takes to never ever have kids again, fuck it, right? Well, like I'm gonna go handle business because, no, 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 no. Yeah, but not, this is still like that. relatively new, so let's not like go out and magnetize our balls just yet. I'm not sure if yeah. it's available for humans yeah, yet. They're really still on the no. testing phase. Outside of wrapping your dick, there's really no male contraceptive yeah. at all. They had, there was that like rumor of whatever of like the injection in the shoulder do you guys remember that For yeah I mean, I've heard it or like over the years and it's like, like what happened to that you know uh, did it ever know. materialize or did, did it somehow like was it too convenient and that's why we stopped that as an option <laughs> I mean I'm sorry like you know. yeah I don't know Jeez. I don't know but yeah, yeah, birth control sucks just, I don't envy women for having to go through all that shit nope. and have to deal with all the hormonal shit and yeah. have to deal with the consequences one way or the other you know it nope. sucks yeah so, fucking A. Right, exactly. Fucking A. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, obviously we're here, we've all been born, but... Uh, I'm wondering how you're going to do that. <laughs> not all people are born equal. Oh, there we go. Um, just recently, this was a first, uh, there was a baby born with not one, not two, but three penises. It's the first oh. time we've ever, there's ever been a recorded case... Of they've got uh, a term for it. Yeah, please tell us. Uh, let's see, where was it? It's like right at the top. In general, it's supernumerary is the rare congenital condition of having uh, more than one penis. But this one, uh, trifalia. Trifalia. Yeah. Of course, I mean that makes sense. It trifalia. Make sense. Um, Poor kid. Apparently, uh, about one out of five million, one out of six million live births have two penises. That's pretty low. Right, I but mean, the, like but there's like seven billion people, so that's several thousand people alive today that have been born with more than one dick. That's Something crazy. tells me that it's not as cool as it sounds. Oh no, it doesn't seem <laughs> like. <laughs> First off, we're doubling or tripling our ability to zip it up in the zip the zipper by accident. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're doubling it. It sounds like this Triple guy's your tripling cost of it. Condoms. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they're all functional. I can't Even imagine that they're. Well, I can't imagine that they're all sizable. I mean, I can't ima- yeah, like it's just like, like could you imagine one divided into three? So it's like they're all yeah. two inches. <laughs> or yeah like well it's a baby so it's like centimeters not interesting not impressive <laughs> <laughs> born hung like that um anyways um 
so this kid was this baby was born in Iraq and had its normal penis right in the right spot and then had two extra penises that had all the erectile tissue um, but none of the um, urethra uh, oh. tissues that makes yeah, sense because so like you'd be like a like, fountain peeing in three different places <laughs> it's like a hydra yeah. you like you know like those like fucking lawn statues. yeah those lawn like lawn oh, water the sprinkler heads it shows, they, they go it's like, like a this. fan yeah. that goes back and forth that's how he pisses oh my god oh my gosh um, so the, they surgically removed his two extra penises and it's actually pretty simple since they didn't have all these extra urethra Still um, seems very painful. So was it like right, a baby. cactus looking thing? Like, like did it, were the other penises coming off the main penis? Like, uh, are they all from the look? base? Are there photos? Should yeah. there be all these questions? I think they said like it's coming off like his scrotum. Uh, oh, so he had like a dick off his balls? I think so. Like, so they like were random all over the place. They were yeah. just like tumors then. They were smaller projections at the base of the penis and the scrotum. So it was like a cactus then. Mm. <laughs> if there's a penis cactus with a scrotum, yeah, you know, it's like. God. Um, so, but no, it, it gets better. Okay, so so uh, someone was born with some extra appendages that weren't even functional, and they lopped them off. Eh, you know, okay. You know, they should have just left them. No, these things that's happen. It's going to be complicated. Um, so actually, the, there's not much known about supernumerary um, penises. Um, uh, but Martin, uh, there's a researcher, uh, John Martin. He's an anatomy professor at St. Louis uh, University School of Medicine. Um, he said him and his colleagues teach anatomy, blah, 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 blah. They once discovered that one of their um, body donors was uh, diphallic, diphalia. He had two penises. Um, functioning or? Well, we'll get there. Just hold on. Functioning. Yeah. Wow. Yes. With double you, the pleasure, double the fun. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Urethral openings between them both. Um, he uh so he he just i guess he just donated his body to science and so like when they got his corpse like <laughs> it was like a they surprise. didn't know yeah they didn't know that he had two dicks they just like did the autopsy and like boom this guy's got two dicks like what the fuck <laughs> um kept that little secret yeah um he had two children so i wonder so what well, of course did he, had two did he choose one. which dick to use for each child like i'm gonna have a child out of this shaft <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna have a child out God. of that i mean i know it it's coming matter it's the same sort i get that same, but like, you know i mean well it's spring. like this is the johnny shaft this is the shelly shaft you know <laughs> what i mean like you know i think it makes sex way more fun i mean there must have been so much more possibilities and choices I don't think and so. if the girls if the <laughs> like girls maybe, maybe for him but like it's not like she had two vaginas like calm no down, there's know? some dp kind of uh, shit going no. on like some chicks dig dp no, and no. You, you only need one guy in this case so yeah anyways that that pretty pretty much wraps up the, that story um I feel like there's more to tell, but no. we, we have a time limit, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. So, one out of five million, one out of six million people are born with an extra penis. Crazy. Some of them are functional. So, yeah. Uh, but then you grow up, right? <laughs> with your one or two or maybe three penises. And just like everyone else, you start working and everyone hates to work. So why the fuck do we work eight hours anyways? Eight. Well, 
Hmm? No, eight. Mike's going to talk his shit eight on Eight hours of okay, measly the, the eight hours. The standard idea of a work yeah. day is eight hours. Let's just And how did that come to be? That. Well, it's kind of left over from a long time ago. <clears throat> and it comes from this kind of, I don't know, slogan that was popularized by the labor movement. And yeah, I was going to say it came from like, labor unions. Yeah, mm-hmm. they say something like eight hours for work, eight hours for recreation, eight hours for rest. And that was like the way people thought of it. And it's still... It's stuck around this long, which is crazy because, I don't know, at some point I think we could change the way we do things, maybe. I don't know about you guys, I feel like eight hours at work is a long time. It's a Mm -hmm. long, like, it's a big chunk of your day, especially if you commute, and I commute about an hour and 15 minutes one way. So by the time you get home, it's like, you know, you have dinner and then you feel like you have to cram in your fun activities and you go to bed and you do it all over again. Um, So anyway studies have found that the standard amount of time people can be like really productive and actually focus you know successfully is maybe three hours Um, and that's like the peak amount of time people can do work and have it be done well basically and then you need like a a break or something before yeah yeah i mean you could keep going let's let's be fair like three hours is not going to like tax anybody at all but at what point does it become unproductive and unnecessary to to keep going for a whole eight hours? And most people have jobs, I think, um, with this eight-hour time frame where they're allowed breaks, they have a lunch break, they have breaks, you know, in between mm-hmm. and whatever. So it's fine, but, um, you know, a compromise is what if we have the workday be five hours rather than six and have it be sort of like a, a compressed workday, um, you know, and... I would be okay with that. However, you have to look at the fact, like, are this people going to then be paid on a five-hour basis, like, if they're hourly, or is their salary going to then reflect, you know, um, like a 35-hour work week instead of 40, or, you know. There's multiple things going that, on here. Like 25, yeah. You have to understand the, what jobs are going to actually be able to pull this off. Yeah. Yeah, your paper pusher dipshit yeah, will probably jobs. be able to get away with yeah. this. Well, they kind of do anyway, because within this article, it talks about how, yeah, people have eight-hour workdays, but studies have shown a lot of it is just them screwing around, you know? Yeah. They yeah. compress it to five hours anyway. If you're in a job where results matter, there's a lot on your plate, or you're in production line, or you're in logistics, or you're in the medical field, or you're in something that matters, okay. like matters matters, five hours isn't enough. It's just not. But it could be. Well, think of it in like the the logistic field. The reason like we work eight plus hours isn't because we're just like, golly gee, I love being here. Yeah, no (laughs) It's the consumer demand on everything. Well, here's what I was going to say is that unless you kill that consumer demand. If people don't expect the overnight shipping and the I want this now. Or all you consumers do. So therefore... That's well, why we're stuck. Maybe if we only worked three hours a day, we wouldn't expect all that. Hold on, hold on. If you want to get, if you need to get 10, 10 hours of labor done, instead of having one person do it, you could have two employees do it, and you're still paying out the same amount of money. Mm. If you only work, if you're paying no, an hourly, if they, they were hourly, yeah. But yeah, like like you can't. That like, doesn't work because like, right, then like all if, of a sudden, that empl- both of those employees are going to want benefits. Both of those employees are going to want five hours. True. Now you've got to manage two people to do the job one person could do. And what True. happens when one calls out? It's like you schedule this dipshit for four hours and this dipshit for four hours, yep. and then one dipshit calls out. Now you're stuck trying to convince dipshit B to do eight hour shifts. And now like, well, I live in 2021. I don't have to do that. 
Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I think now you're dealing with all this bullshit. All right. It's one thing to be like eight hours is the way to go, and anyone who wants less than that is a fucking pussy. Like that's not what we're saying. Okay. Like we're saying. I didn't say pussy. I said dipshit. You know what? I, you know what I mean. That's the that's one mentality of people who look at this, and I think it's unrealistic. We could consider that not nothing. We don't need to be like constantly productive and constantly making shit and constantly making money and constantly at work either. You know, there are other countries that do things differently. They and have they different suck. priorities, and they don't necessarily. <laughs> Necessarily <laughs> suck. They're just different. Hey, you gonna go move to Zimbabwe? No, Iceland, buddy. Yeah, four like day that. work week. Right. They do more than four hours during that four day work. Probably week. right. Right. It's more I like ten hours system. or That's twelve cool. hours. Different. It's not, different yeah. Uh, parameters. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think it's just. I mean, it's really just gonna vary from you know different workplaces and and fields of work and careers and stuff like there's yeah, there's like you said there's some places where like yeah maybe you could get away with a four day work week or a five hour you know, work day or like with through this pandemic, we've been like, oh, you actually, you you can work from home. You actually, get it done you and, don't yeah. really need to come to the office or only need to come to the office once a week or once a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And turns out you can get your shit done in six hours instead of eight hours. There, you know, there's some, I think like office jobs, there's a lot of downtime and there's yeah. a lot of stuff just fucking around. And then there's like manual labor where it's like, no dude, like it takes like a thousand hours to build this, Right. this house or to build this road like you can't just do it like oh well we're only going to work five hours a day yeah it just doesn't so i think it's it's going to depend on what kind of job you're talking about yeah, yeah like this study that, has to be for the paper pusher to dipshit one thing mm-hmm. that could happen from all of this is that people who work in jobs where you can't condense it down and there isn't a lot of downtime it might be that they end up making more money and then suddenly the people who work in offices when you pare down their hours and you stop giving them all these like cushy extra salary you know extra time that you're paid for when you're not doing anything there might be a huge reversal in our economy and people who work the hardest and the longest get paid more and people who work in offices get paid accordingly to how much output they're doing right like like vocational yeah vocational jobs i would love to i would love to see that be the case but i doubt it yeah no i mean i mean people should get paid for their time and for like the the toll that it puts on their on their body yeah you know like i, I feel like uh yeah unfortunately like the manual labors you know there's there's seen as machines they're seen as just like monkeys and they're yeah mm-hmm. they're expendable and if, if you don't do it there's some other dipshit that will toe the line and and hammer the parts and, and work the the assembly line or work in the factory or work in the trenches and you know but they should yeah. be they should be paid well i think well i mean I've always thought that any kind of physical labor should pay better than... Because I've yeah. done both. I've done physical labor. I've done paper push or bullshit. And mm-hmm. let me just put it this way. like Some of the best people I've ever met have always been in the physical labor. Mm-hmm. Some of the most worthless, like, how did you get here? How did you get to this point in your life? People I met in the paper pusher thing. And quite on what to your point where you're saying, it's like, oh, maybe the roles will reverse and we yeah. won't put it... Never underestimate the expectations of a whiny bitch with well, a fucking BA in liberal arts I'm just saying, who like, thinks they're they're more important. The thinks their job pushing paper is more important than like fixing a car there is a or getting or culture. getting a truck loaded that's going to deliver medical supplies. You know, we what have I mean? a whole culture around in our country that has told people that very thing. And if yeah. that culture 
gets turned on its head or disappears or whatever, then people won't have the, the gall to say that anymore. They won't be able to be like, well, I work in an office, so I'm better than this person driving a truck. Like, that whole thing could be changed that's around and go away, you know? still exists today. That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. it's... And that's not so going to change. It's a, it's a thing, but you don't know it's if it's well, going to change or not. I don't want to get too far into this either, but look at all of 2020. Yeah. Every well, logistics reference. Yeah, that every logistic yeah. person in logistics. Technically, if if you really think that the COVID was as bad as it is, all of us were cre- considered expendable for your paper pusher well, no, you're to get a laptop. It, you're using the phrase in a different way than people are gonna. Like, yeah. you're not gonna understand what you're saying. Yeah. Not expendable. You were labeled as essential workers, but therefore that, also the ones who were sent out into this environment that was also described as fatal and dangerous we were told we had to work not expendable like you had like you got to stay home no no no. we were expendable in the fact that we were going to go in the trenches still Mm -hmm. risk catching whatever fucking scary bullshit you told us we were to be scared of people wanted their amazon packages also that this also all for the paper pusher to sit at home and run reports on their laptop and not put on pants during their zoom meeting I just like sorry. You, you've bullshit. got a you got a long way to go before you change society's well, idea of what's considered important and what's yeah, not considered. important. I know. Important. I'm just looking at all sides here, and these are it's like some possible outcomes. That's all. I don't know if they're likely, but you know. No. What about this though? Like working, yeah. uh, manly, intensive, physically intensive. It doesn't have to be manly, dude. I see no, chicks ma- hold manual, it down. Manual. Oh, I thought yeah. you said manly. I'm just like, dude, I right. see chicks hold it down and logistics. No, all yeah, the time. for sure. But still, like, after a certain amount of hours, like you do get run down. Like working exhaustion. Eight, yeah, right. Eight, nine, ten hour days, five, six, seven days a week. Like it, it has its toll. Like mm-hmm. you are sharper, you know, stronger, more refreshed if you're only working six hours a day or five hours a day yeah i would i would love to make it so i mean in my job i can describe i manage i manage a receiving dock Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is physical labor on unloading containers Mm -hmm. my people by friday they're done right yeah they're fucking done Mm -hmm. like and and they're paid by production so the more they do the more i pay them Mm -hmm. so right so they're hammering out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, trying to get to the point where I'm paying them 21, 22 bucks an hour. Friday, man, they like if they they do everything in their power to get to that point by Thursday, so they can just chill out mm-hmm. and get some hours on Friday. And I I watch it every week. My production Monday through Thursday is amazing, and then Friday it dips. And I don't call them out for it either, well, because I know it's like you've been busting your ass all week long. You're that probably exhausted. Goes with Reno's point. Yeah, that he's yeah. gonna make, which is like you know. What if we switch to four? because yeah. Yeah, we should switch right. to four tens. But here's the thing: during peak seasons, we end up working six days. Yeah. So you get used to busting your ass Monday through Friday, and then to the sixth day on Saturday, you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the interconnectedness of 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 all the markets and production and distribution and consumerism. And the highly, highly competitive atmosphere of if you're not going to ship it yeah. by Friday, some other company mm-hmm. will bust their ass off. And this is and do it. So, like, I think that kind of atmosphere makes it 
harder for us to be like, well, let's just all like slow down a little bit and we can have some yeah. more rest time. And then like we end up still being like, you know, pretty, you know, productive enough. I, I, Everybody I think, has to agree but for you've got to, yeah, exactly. You, you've got to so. get these hyper consumers, these people who do nothing but buy, buy, buy. In 2021, everyone's a hyper consumer to a certain mm-hmm. extent. They yeah. want everything now. Americans, at least. And, yeah. Any kind of westernized country. Right. Europe's the same way. Japan's the same way. China's mm-hmm. the same way. I don't want to hear it's just America. It's right. old, it's it's anybody that isn't a third world country. They want their shit. They want it now. They want it yesterday. That when do we the, want time travel? <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, that puts the pressure on on distribution. That puts the pressure on logistics. And everyone's like, is on. Uh-huh. I can't believe you work six days a week while they're ordering everything and then writing complaints about not getting it in a half hour. Yeah. It's like, but you're the reason we're working if, six days a week, if dumbass. If things were changed around so that people who work in offices, let's say, are only paid hourly and their job could be condensed down to five hours, they might not have as much expendable income to demand those products and buy those things anyway. Because I think if you look at the statistics, it's not going to be... That That might be like the main base of people who are like, well, I'm going to buy all this shit, you know. Take last year. How many of these people who were regulated to work at home were okay when they got told they were getting a pay cut? Yeah. None of them. Well... I'm just saying they're going to want their they're going to want their free time and they're going to want they want their cake and they want to have their cake well, and eat it too. That's, that's mm-hmm. been the system for so long. Yeah. They're used to it. Like, yeah, that's, all, that's just people. That's, Anybody would be like that. When people don't believe we're in a class system, we're totally in a class system. No, I don't system. think anyone's refuting that. You know, and but, and our 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 professional lives are the new class system. Yeah, that's it. You have your office workers who get to do, who get to fuck around and play solitaire, check their Facebook all day long mm-hmm. while pretending to work when their boss walks by. Wow. And then you have logistics where there's a gun on the back of your head. Simple as that. And you get told to work through a pandemic. So in other words, by so the time you grow up, <laughs> by the time you grow up, you're stressed out as fuck, which yeah. is why they invented the 80s. Perfectly. And heavy metal. By the yes. way, you're welcome for that segue. Yes, oh, thank yeah, you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, we also picked this article um, specifically uh, because if you heard our last episode, uh, producer Mike is in an '80s cover band, and they focus mostly on new wave. So, anyway, this article references that the '80s and heavy metal are two of the best genres of music to listen to if you want to reduce your blood pressure, heart rate, and anxiety. Um, interestingly, this study was done by a Turkish hair restoration company called Vera Clinic. So they Sorry, science. ladies and gentlemen. We had a, a cat background issue. Reno just chased one of our cats off of our Nina's cat, desk. She loves to chew on my tape dispenser. Not the actual plastic part, but the tape itself. She's fascinated by the noise it makes, so who knows. Cats Why don't we just tape weird. her mouth shut? No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. So anyways, a yeah, Turkish it was done hair by, yeah. restoration, restoration company. They did this study because uh, they were trying to find a connection between music stress and hair loss, you know, as you do. And so they had a, a group of um, 1,540 people. They were all volunteers, age 18 to 65. And they listened to various playlists and they completed nonverbal tests that were designed to produce low levels of stress. And so uh, the results from this study showed that... Um, a playlist that encompassed mostly 80s hits was the best at reducing stress in this group. And they experienced like a 36% decrease in heart rate and 96% of them had a reduction in blood pressure. Then there was a playlist called Heavy Metal Classics, which I wonder what's on that playlist. We should look it up. 
you want to click the link. But it resulted in an average of 18% decrease in heart rate and 89% of the respondents saw a lower blood pressure. Well, what? Yeah, what heavy metal classics? Okay. Right, here, here so Reno's go, got the list. All right, do this. List. We got some Black Sabbath, Motorhead, Ozzy Osbourne, Iron Maiden, Solid. Metallica, Solid. more Black Sabbath, um, Judas Priest, Deep Purple, more Judas Priest, some Guns N' Roses, uh, more Iron Maiden, a lot of Metallica. We got some Megadeth, mm, uh, Dio, got Holy Diver in there. It's <laughs> a pretty solid list so yeah, far. So yeah, that's good. That checks I mean, out. This, yeah, I mean, this is all like 70s, 80s. This is not... Well, I, I class, well for yeah. heavy metal, that was... Yeah, yeah but like, the, yeah. I wonder what's on the 80s playlist. Because I think that's like another... Running with the devil is not metal. <laughs> yeah. That... No, Van Halen to a certain extent. But is extent. it heavy metal? That's the thing. I mean, you got to think about it. That's like lithium light metal. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't say that. I mean, yeah. they, the thing about Van Halen was they had pop sensibilities. Yeah. Which a lot of the other ones didn't. Van Halen was like they party metal. They were yeah, like yeah. party metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's fine. You know, it is what it is. But yeah. yeah. The Duke um, Shred. Yeah, they got some Rush on here. Rat. Uh, UFO? I don't know, UFO. Mm. Um, uh, what else I got? Oh, I got some Pantera. All right. Um, <laughs> a lot of Metallica oh, and Pantera. Iron Maiden. Gross. Judas Priest again. Skid Row. Rainbow? Oh, they got some Cannibal Corpse here down at the bottom. All right. The Tentum Hammer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah. And then... Oh, yeah. I was going to say the 80s. Um, if mm-hmm. I'll do that one if yeah. you want, because this is my wheelhouse there's pet shop boys which i really enjoy duran duran um kate bush oh i like that mittler which is odd kate I bush mean. is dope but again it's just the 80s it's not like a specific genre in the yeah. 80s any depeche mode mm, i'm sure that's on here joy division okay. elton john yeah. blondie yeah hmm yeah i'm gonna feel mode? more relaxed just thinking about these culture club soft cell yeah, I wonder. I would put Depeche Mode on here, definitely, but it's not. Well, it just depends because there's wham. Later Depeche Mode sounds a lot different than like early yeah. '80s Depeche Mode. Yeah, early, yeah. early '80s Depeche Mode is not like yeah. if you're if you're a big fan of Violator, REM. <laughs> you're not going to like early '80s Depeche Mode. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot on here, but so interestingly, um, <laughs> the one the genres that would um, sort of if not reduce your stress, they might even increase it, um, were techno, which makes sense to me. It um, showed yeah. people experiencing increased heart rates by an average of 7%, and 78% <laughs> of the respondents <laughs> had a rise in blood pressure. Now, I would assume that's just temporary as they're listening. It's not like it affected them after the song ended or whatever, but anyway, yeah. So the theory, um, maybe sort of like an unscientific summation of the results, was that 80s pop hits could sort of trigger nostalgia in a lot of these people, given that, their ages. Yeah, that, that's that my calms thought. You down. Yeah. yeah, nostalgia. But they also have like an upbeat party-like sound, and I think a lot of people associate those songs with like having a good time, or even if you didn't grow up in that era, a lot of them sound like party music, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it can induce the release of endorphins and serotonin. And then in heavy metal, um, the theory was maybe since the music is so overtly angry, it just helps you process your feelings and get your rage out or, you know, admit that you have it and get through it, you know. 
but it is not the safest genre to listen to if you're driving, which makes sense. No, 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 no. <laughs> it yeah. results in more erratic driving, according to a study in 2019. Well, I mean, like, th- think about it. Like, take, there was Pantera on that list. Like, if you're pissed off, nothing's better than their song fucking Hostile. Yeah, but maybe that you shit lets you get some shit out. With it, yeah. <laughs> you know, that lets you get some shit out. Or, like, Battery from Metallica. That lets you get some fucking shit mm-hmm. out. Yeah. You know? You need that catharsis. Yeah, it's all, it, so. it, it, it's the musical equivalent of like walking up to a punching bag and going at it. And I think just like with everything, though, as long as you have moderation, it'll be fine. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with listening to techno or whatever your version of that is. If you feel like you need to pick me up and you're like, man, I'm in a slump. I feel depressed. Right. Mm-hmm. Then that would make sense. But if you you're can't in a, only heavy metal, you can't only techno. That's all. But it sounds like if you're in a bad mood or feeling stressed out, that constant. <laughs> definitely probably isn't gonna help i have which is weird because you think metal's got a fast beat to it yeah you would wonder why that but then again it's you're probably not intense go- and it's not like techno has like a really like distinct sort of like relentless you know you beat say, to it. i could say the same about metal but i think it's just maybe like like um thrash but not like heavy metal you know well metallica's thrash yeah but it's not the same as techno techno i get what you're saying like gets into your like bloodstream no techno is designed to make you want to dance it's club music it's supposed to make you want to move so well metal makes you want to kill something yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) i like so they they've got uh, a chart with i don't know about a dozen different music uh genres here and, and the different results with 80s and metal top in the chart um, I like like towards the bottom like techno was one of the worst for you um, the third one down from the bottom is dubstep of classics course. remember the classics of dubstep remember I like how Back techno is worse Rolex, than dubstep Rusko. like how is that possible I, I don't know what was it I think Zomboy was one that mm, like yeah that sounds right yeah Dub, dubstep's that. already old enough to have like the classic that's era so ridiculous. of dubstep. Well, yeah, Does like, that mean we're gonna start hearing it in Rayleigh's or something? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I would say, probably. Well, remember, like last night we were at the movie theater. We went and saw that Jungle Cruise movie. Oh yeah, that's right. And fucking, um, there was an advertisement. There was an advertisement for, for the movie theater, and there were it was for insurance fraud. And it was, or yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And it was just like text like someone created like a word document put it on the like, screen here's how you call to report workers comp insurance fraud and in the background they're using a dubstep song <laughs> it's just like i looked at nina i was just like so this is what dubstep and reduced to yeah. is advertisements reporting the fraudulent that. claims well it it's kind of like attention. right now like when you go to the grocery store you hear like smashing pumpkins and pearl jam now and mm-hmm. i'm just that just it's freaks so me the fuck out because that's high school for me yeah mm-hmm. I'm just like, wait a second. We had to try really hard to find those albums back then. Now yeah. they're just everywhere. You know? <laughs> or yeah, like we were, I remember when we were at Disneyland at California Adventure yeah. eating that hot dog and they started playing 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. I, I was that's like, a, what the fuck? That was that's weird. a pretty easy listening song. I mean, it it's is, the Smashing Pumpkins. It's weird that it's at Disneyland. Yeah. At Disneyland. And then last night in the Jungle Cruise, you oh, want to yeah. know what the opening the song was? What? Nothing else matters by Metallica. Metallica, James Hetfield, and the other guy. Yeah, they Metallica, all partnered with James Newton Howard, the guy who wrote the score for mm-hmm. the Jungle Cruise. You know, he does a lot of um, movie soundtracks to yeah. reimagine. The, the, oh, so it's it like a cover. Sure the movie. It was kind of. It yeah. was like well, they reimagined yeah. it, but it was, it was like the, a re-recording. Yeah. And you're watching it, you know, like in Disney movies when that shows the castle, it's panning back from the castle, mm-hmm. and then Tinkerbell does her little harp, and it's all. Yeah. It's doing that. But I'm, it did I'm that sitting there, I'm looking at the. I'm like, like, am I hearing this right? Like, the why the fuck, fuck is Metallica <laughs> in a <laughs> Disney movie for? However, that was a great movie. Oh yeah, it was. I dope. was surprised. I didn't think yeah. it'd be that good. You know, what else was really good was the. 
uh, not the 101 Dalmatians, but the new Cruella. Cruella. Really? Yeah, it's really it good? good. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I like it because like, I liked. Um, remember when they did uh, Maleficent, Maleficent? Was the best one, yeah. and it set off a whole bunch of like failed attempts to retell these other stories. Yeah, yeah. Like, Maleficent yeah. was dope because it was from her perspective. There was a backstory. You can't just like make it with live action and be like it's a new movie. You know? Yeah, but that well, one sounds like a was this from Cruella's too, perspective? Yes, it's her backstory, and it's, it's Emma good. Stone is Cruella, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and it's like it's like it's you know kids could watch it, but like adults would get it, enjoy it too. Yeah, Disney yeah. is still really good at doing that. Yeah, yeah, they 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 found just the right middle road. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd totally watch it again. Okay, well, nice. There you go. Shameless good plug for Disney. You're welcome. Right, yeah. I know. Like Reno, like suddenly loves well, Disney. Yeah, if you like, uh, if you like the Jungle Cruise, or if you want another good one, go watch yeah. Jungle Cruise. It was a lot okay. of fun. It was one of those feel good summer. Movies. I don't want to spoil it, but The Rock is in it, so enough yeah. said. So, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's gonna be good. Yeah. You smell what the Jungle Cruise is cruising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was surprisingly awesome. Like I didn't yeah. think it was going to be that good. Yeah. You know what wasn't surprisingly awesome? Uh-oh. Mm. This couple, <clears throat> they didn't. They didn't make it. They they tried to make things work, but didn't didn't work out. Um, surprisingly, they split it. They split and broke up with each other after 123 days of handcuffed together, wow. nonstop, 24 seven. Like going to the bathroom and everything. Yep. You think? Well, well yeah, that, that would right ruin there anything. would make any. That would ruin a romantic relationship for sure. Because they look like they're only what, like mid twenties. <laughs> like I it's love you like and all, like but like, and it's over, you know. God, you pee so much. I can't take this. Well, I'm not talking about number one, like being handcuffed together and yeah. having to do number two with someone that you're trying to have sex with after. Well, like, I years don't of like, Yeah. So I, time out. Like you, know. you hold on. We have a so in our apartment, our bathroom can be accessed without and like the toilet is obvious the toilet and the shower obviously its own little thing but you can walk up to it walk up to the sink and everything like yeah. it's not as private as you think and every mm-hmm. time I go to the bathroom I hear Nina out there I yell at her get the fuck away you don't, need, hear what you're you don't need to be around me while I'm taking here's, a dump here's how I do things like in general in my life I always try to figure out okay well this thing is happening what can I get done right now and no. that's why when Mike is in the bathroom go the fuck away it's usually because we're trying to get somewhere and he's going to the bathroom and I'm like well let me refix my hair the mirror's right there so that's what I do I'm taking a dump to, like, two feet away from you I don't care if there's a door in the middle fuck off find something else to do while i do this so we're never gonna be handcuffed together is what we're saying ah yeah. no it feels like it sometimes yeah you you have to have a really solid relationship to dump in front of the other I, person we will never do that we have an amazingly solid relationship no pun intended <laughs> but i'm not doing that in front of her i don't even want her in the same no, i hate it like in movies or tv shows where like there's a married couple or someone who's dating and they're having a conversation and someone's like oh let me just pee really quick and continue the conversation with the door half shut no <laughs> that's gross <laughs> my sisters yeah. and i would do that that's mm-hmm. different when we were growing yeah. up if i marriage have to, no if so, i'm having sex with you was it, we, we I don't, just, I, you don't need to see everything yeah, my body yeah. does like you know no. yeah. yeah yeah okay anyways, i'm not so into water to, sports i'm not into any of that just back to ukraine that. okay we weren't going so, there but so this this couple is from ukraine and they would break up then get back together and have fights and get back together oh well that's while handcuffed no no no, no. prior to being handcuffed and they're like okay if we if we handcuff each other we'll like work through our shit i think it was the idea god or Um, or watch each other's shit so yeah like they would you know take turns being in the shower going to the bathroom oh no this is the dumbest fucking idea in the world you know they probably just did it for like some tv show down there or something over there yeah i mean it's 
it's an experiment you know yeah i mean has anyone heard the phrase absence makes the heart grow fonder yeah so one of the things that she complained about was that um her boyfriend like wouldn't pay attention to her like after a while like you're around her like 24 7 like he wasn't like giving her attention because she's always there so he's always so he's trying to do other things well also you can't look at him I wouldn't fuck him exactly <laughs> the picture after the one you're reading the caption for where they're in the kitchen holding hands or well because they have to but you know he just looks like he, like he didn't how do you put on he didn't like grow all the way when, like he was a mistake you have to take a, uh, there's no way to put on like t-shirts or robes yeah or there anything. is you could you go like remember that Frasier episode you have to go over someone's arm and you can put it on wait there's a Frasier episode where they he's handcuffed it's a long story but he accidentally handcuffs himself <laughs> to a stripper he tries to hire for his friend's wedding like or uh, mm. you know not wedding but bachelor party mm-hmm. yeah i would assume i would it's just like take the handcuffs off when i'm trying to get dressed sorry no i think that they probably don't there's a lot of pictures of them where she's like wearing a robe and he's shirtless and that's probably why i don't think they ever took him off that was part of whatever this experiment originated in it's, okay. it's dumb yeah well, so, welcome to being divorced, you fucking idiots. So, he, yeah, he said that he didn't regret resorting to the desperate measures to save the relationship. Um, he said that basically it helped him understand that uh, they're not like-minded people. They're on a completely different wavelength. So, or maybe so the first, up? like, five breakups they should've went through should have told him that. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to handcuff yourself to the problem for <laughs> a third of a year to right. figure out. <laughs> that um, is the problem, definitely. They they cut the chains on like live television and they auction off the the chains for some charity. So uh, who the fuck would thing. want those people? They had like seven thousand followers on their last Instagram post. Yeah, people. So there you go. Yeah, that's people for you. Uh, Whether it's here or in Ukraine, mm-hmm. people love. I mean, we're covering the story. Yeah. yeah, we fell for it. Yeah, you, we're like, no, this is dumb. You Let's two about it. are covering <laughs> this story. You had follow-up questions. You're, you were interested. You basically said that we tied you up and brought you into this podcast. Right. Yeah, and so. I want to break up badly, <laughs> but I can't. Well, we'll sell those ropes to charity then. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, after you dispose of my body? Good question. So as you go through life and you work and you try and de-stress by listening to 80s music and you try and look for the right person, but you fail and <laughs> chain yourself to them and then break up for good. Uh, eventually, you probably uh, go to a yoga class, right? Everyone's done yoga before once, right? No. Yes. I've never done a class. You never done a, a, a quote-unquote class? Yeah. Like, I've, you know. Would you ever try it? No. Why not? I don't know. I just, I don't like the idea of, like, a class about something. Like, I've never been very coordinated. I don't like exercising in front of people. I don't like mm. trying new things in front of people. What about, like, uh, Zoom? Like, you know. No, okay. fuck Zoom. I have had so much. So, I am Nina's so not being 100% honest here. Mm-hmm. She does yoga on the Wii. Yeah, but I'm the only one in the room when I do but it. But he asked you if you have done yoga before. I asked if she he done a yoga a class. class. Oh. Yeah. And but you've done not yoga, so you, you've dabbled. In yeah. Okay. okay. So you, so you I've yoga dabbled in the damn yeah. with Doug. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So, 
I don't know if y'all are aware of this too much, but uh, you know we're this we're recording this in 2021. It's July, end of July, almost August. Yeah, crazy. Um, I think. Wait, isn't it August right now? Is this tomorrow's? First? Oh yeah, it's the 31st. 31st yeah. yeah, tomorrow's August. But anyways, uh, we're, ladies and gentlemen, if this posts a little bit after the 31st, it's because we did multiple episodes. Don't give away our secret. <laughs> God, tighten yeah. those ropes, Reno. So, <laughs> put the chains back on. Um, so, anyways, like. Uh, with the the COVID pandemic have having started what about 16, 17 months ago, um, conspiracy theories have been you know all over the place about was this a biological weapon or yeah, man, governments you know masking us as a power grab or is Bill Gates uh, part of this or you know, is this the Illuminati or all this stuff and you know vaccines and not vaccine vaccinating all that kind of all that kind of shit. Queuing on with Trump and the Republicans and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's all kinds of conspiracies, go- theories going around and stuff. But people have noticed that the yoga practitioners and the yoga community have like taken to these conspiracy theories, like maybe a little bit more so than the average Joe. Oh, Wait, that's so not where you're I into this go. shit, huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> but you just said. Your, well, your like community, statistically, buddy. but not yeah, all right. of them. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, well, your mind's so free that it's open for Reno's any kind of idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, breathe. One of so, like In. people are like wondering, like, why, like, how is this happening? Why, wow. why are, why are yoga people In. maybe more susceptible <laughs> to? <Out. laughs> Let me talk. It's all that breathing. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to free my mind. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Let me see if I can scroll around and find like there's um, a few things that that make yoga practitioners maybe a little more primed for conspiratorial type of thinking. Weed. Um, <laughs> weed. Yeah, actually, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Acid. No. Uh, what I they said acid, was but. Um, there's a belief like in yoga, like th- one of the core ideas or notions that everything's connected somehow right and if you're in, in a conspiracy theories like everything's connected man like mm-hmm. it's not just random things you know, everything's connected nothing happens without a reason right there's purpose there, and there's things happen for a reason and that nothing is as it appears so right like in the yoga world like we're all one or we're all connected or we're all you know all part of nature and the environment and you know everything happens for a reason you know karma yeah and so there's like this hidden order to the universe you know or like um you know like chakras and energy and spirits or what you know like whatever this you know this alternative spiritual kind of thinking alternative to like the mainstream religions um you know, like people are open-minded to that and they're, they're, you know, they maybe accept they're open to that idea. And like, you have to have that kind of mindset if you're gonna like believe most of these conspiracy theories. Yeah. That, oh yeah, it's not just a coincidence that this and this happened and that happened and Fauci this or Bill Gates that or whatever. Like, it's all happening for a reason and there's, there's you know, people behind this are making this happen like Pizzagate and QAnon and you know it's not so I just find it so odd funny. like yeah. like let's talk about that for a second because QAnon Pizzagate those are typically 
right side of the spectrum kind of conspiracy theories and Here's yogis what I'm gonna say about yoga though is and that, like, yoga there's a lot of yoga instructors who are like yogurts yoga, what, are, what, what do you guys call yourselves no, yogi yogis right? yeah. yeah so typically there are a lot of yoga instructors who just sort of like yoga left. got really trendy for a, a long time for a while and a bunch of people yeah a bunch like, of housewives you know, a bunch of people started like drinking coffee and like lattes and stuff when like <laughs> for a while like nobody cared about coffee you know like that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened to yoga or any other thing that became trendy suddenly a whole bunch of people there was just an influx yeah, of like all kinds of demographics going into it all right all the crappy people aside the core yogurts the core <laughs> mm-hmm. they're the ones that are typically kind of left-leaning i would agree i'd say uh, yeah, if, if you had to bet right you're like i guess maybe like 60 to 40 or 70 30 yeah, are gonna, more left-leaning yeah. more liberal i mean like yeah we're in a california bubble so like you know, in California, like there's twice as many lefties as there are righties. Exactly on the political spectrum. So yeah, so I find it interesting that all mm-hmm. these yogurts are kind of getting into <laughs> right QAnon yogurts. and PizzaGate. Mm-hmm. You know? well, I don't know if all of them are. And, it was just you know. And I maybe think maybe another um, aspect of this, you know, like um, yoga um, is very like um, individualistic. It's like uh, you know, like God is within me, or like I can be self-sufficient. I can be independent. Like Right, like you don't even use like weights or like workout gear, right? It's all it's about like body self-discovery it's and yeah. it's self-discovery and it's self-reliance and self-care. It's very like self-empowering and right-leaning politics is is also very like individual. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It's basically, stuff. I'm going to do right. me. It's almost libertarian-ish. Right, right. And so like you do get libertarians a lot of- have more in common with conservatives than they do with liberals, mm-hmm. which is weird. Because but it, there's also that there is some crossover. Yeah, there's totally right. So. Yeah, it's an interesting overlap and spectrum of political beliefs and left-leaning, right-leaning and libertarians. And um, so, yeah, like um, it's it's been kind of noted upon that like a lot of um, yoga teachers or, you know, influential people in the yoga community or, you know, a lot of yoga practitioners or like super anti-vax or... Um, you know, so it's kind of subscribing to like the QAnon stuff, and and it's, it's you know making a ripple in the in the yoga community. Um, Does it bother you? Do you run into it a lot? I and do you even I'm care? Because you kind of live in that live type of person. You know, like I'm I'm not I don't feel like I'm really like you know like head over heels like are like you know like really deep in the yoga community. Like I teach yoga classes. I have friends and acquaintances in the yoga community, but like I don't live breathe and sweat it and i and and i and i really do shy away from like the the charlatans and the proselytizers and the people the what's and what's like the the people that are like Like the quacks like the the quack yeah and And the people people that like preach at you yeah yeah the preach and like you know um you know like this is you know this is how we all should live and yeah um you know like you're not one of those commune types. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, so like well, hold on. You, you guys have never been to yoga class, so like when you no. go to yoga class, like it's it's a fitness class, right? Like you're there to move and exercise, but it's got this spiritual meditative. background, meditative thing. Yeah. And so like they will often start and you know they'll talk about something that's inspirational or kind of you know really moves you or motivates you, or they try and talk about yogic philosophy, and so it can be. A very fine line between like oh like let me you know inspire you and get you moving or just give you some background to yoga philosophy and like 
kind of like preaching and kind of yeah. being like a motivational speaker and like it can be borderline manipulative to you know really get these people amped and you know like like motivational speakers are just like manipulating you mm-hmm. you know into following them and buying your product and they would like to use you. a different m word there but yeah right um <laughs> maybe motivating yeah um but yeah i think there are studios or instructors that um use that kind of or have that kind of angle more than other teachers and studios where they're yeah you know when when you do exercise and you do these breathing exercises and you're in this contemplative state like you might be more you know you can be more you know suggested you know it's more in a highly suggestive state where like oh yeah maybe maybe this is all like you know uh, you know make believe or like maybe this is you know uh, it's not all as it really seems and another thing that this article points out is you know from the yoga practice you learned how to trust yourself and you um are led to believe that like your health is in your hands and you can control your health and you can you know you can use fitness and breathing and good diet to yeah it's very self-contained right right. and Mm -hmm. so like the idea of like oh actually no you can't do that and you need this vaccine that science created that's not natural you need this or you're going to get infected like that's that's completely contradictory to yeah. the ethos of you are enough and you can manage on your own. So I could see why there there could be that uh, that room for uh, being anti-vax and, and similar kind of um, mentality. It looks like, too, in this article, a lot of those yoga instructors they refer to... Um, they were sharing those opinions like on social media and so they were like adding different hashtags into like their regular inspirational posts and kind of like you know sneaking in their other mm-hmm. conspiracy ideas and it was like a very much a social media thing i wonder mm-hmm. if you would even run into it just in person talking to yoga teachers you know i mean i see po- i mean like instagram and facebook's the only social media i'm on really and i've seen the gambit of of different you know opinions and people have been rattling off their opinions through this whole pandemic and it's yeah it's been a very tension-filled and charged you know what i miss time. all the more reason mm-hmm. to do yoga and of course i'm going to totally go boomer status uh, here oh. you're talking about putting all these hashtags for all your fucking beliefs <laughs> and whatever you whatever bullshit it is you want to buy <laughs> left right or indifferent mm-hmm. i miss the days where people didn't talk about it mm-hmm and I think we got along better. Yep. There's definitely we a culture to better. share all of your opinions on any topic all the time. And quite the more controversial, the better. And like that didn't used to be the case and at all. It's it's like it's this self-important like like this like you're 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 inflating your self worth every time you talk about it. like why do you need to have a platform? Like, Everybody has a like, megaphone. Like this this like when every one has a megaphone. It, no one has a megaphone. Yeah, there you go. Like, no, we, we just need to get a bigger mega megaphone. Like, And it's kind of like, no, everyone kind of just needs to shut up. Yeah. Or not shut up, but it's kind of like... You don't need to f- share every fu- thought you have. That's yeah, and, or find and the right time trap. to do it. Like, you don't need to go... Like, when I go... The big reason, especially during 2020, I jump the fuck out of social mm-hmm. media. Because it's just like... Whether whether I agreed or disagreed with it, I was just like it was too fucking much. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a, like even with everything that went on last year there's still a whole life to live and if you mm-hmm. spend the majority of that just constantly verbally vomiting whatever opinion you have regardless of what side it is i don't give a shit which side whether i agree or disagree with right. you it could be a great point a great opinion yeah. it could be the right opinion or whatever but it's but still annoying sometimes, as fuck how about <laughs> hashtag stfu huh <laughs> let's do that for that a while won't trend don't mm-hmm. even hashtag find something else to talk about mm-hmm. uh maybe I, I heard about i heard this from a comedian a few months ago i saw went to a show it's like you don't need to have an opinion about everything you know like sometimes it's okay not to yeah like yeah. i don't i don't know how to solve immigration like it's shit's fucked up if you this way or that way I, like i don't know like it, i i care about it and like yeah. i care about all these issues but like i don't i don't know how to solve it i don't need to rant, rant and rave about it like i you don't have you? to have you don't have to be super opinionated mm-hmm. on everything you know like i remember um when this pandemic first started and like oh okay like things are gonna have to shut down like the nba canceled this game so like oh boy it's getting serious and um an acquaintance of mine i'll just leave it at that said like oh yeah i think i think the china i think china made this as a weapon I'm, this is a biological weapon it's like sh- shut the fuck up you don't know <laughs> shit like why would you how, how, why would like like you get to be like oh maybe it was yeah. a biological weapon or like i wonder if this was a weapon or wow that could be a possibility but no it's a biological weapon it's like you don't know shit like just shut the fuck up like that's what's hard is that we all have access to more news more like more quickly and more updated than we ever have but like nobody really knows what's going on unless you are the leader of that country and you are privy to all the information that all the Mm -hmm. you know i don't even think every leader of every country well that's why out of the other part i'm pretty sure biden doesn't know a lot of shit yeah so (laughs) you're never gonna know unless biden has a problem getting from point a to point b in a sentence i don't think he knows a whole lot of what's going on right right. now well you know unless you're involved with all the people who are like in the lab or whatever if we use the example of china or like all the yeah but yeah so um who was the libertarian candidate? I can't remember. It's already exactly. like seven months. Gary. No, no, that was the that was 2016. It was a woman last last. Oh. Yeah, it was a woman back in oh, November. Cool. What was her uh, fucking name? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. She's That's how much a libertarian. Burned out of your brain. It was a Jill, Jill Stein was the Green Party. Yeah, that was Green Party. Yeah. What the fuck was her name? Doesn't matter. She lost badly. Yeah. She lost worse yeah. than Gary Johnson did, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Johnson, Gary Johnson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, mm. be on the lookout. Tell your yoga friends just to chill the fuck out, and tell just, everybody to chill the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, like uh, I, I've, I've said this in yoga class: like have an open mind, but like question, question things. Like you shouldn't just openly accept, like, oh yeah, maybe maybe a hoax or, or or you know whatever. But like you should like question, question things. You don't yeah. need to. Part of you should be worried. Part of you should question. Yeah. right like that's yeah. the thing it's part of, like i mean that's part of the scientific process it's just like if you're going to go down doubting. that road with like yes i do think there's a coronavirus does part of me believe that this has been blown out of proportion maybe mm-hmm. i question all of it mm-hmm. and i sure as fuck don't watch cnn or fox that's no. for sure. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly i'm not watching that bullshit yeah and if that's where you're getting all your information then well i understand why you're on a soapbox mm-hmm so Maybe you're born. Maybe maybe the testes were magnetized and you were never born anyways. But then you're born. You go to work. 
you listen to music mm-hmm. you break up with your significant other probably at some point you handcuff to them to see if you can get back together then you go to yoga class and get filled with a bunch mm-hmm. of nonsense yeah then you pay your taxes and then you fucking die right then what and then exactly you go what? back into the ground and become fertilizer what the fuck that was pretty close <laughs> yeah wow. uh, yeah that Teresa Mike isn't that win. what you're supposed to do like well, either here. we get buried or cremated so mm-hmm. here's the deal and we have all talked about this before on this podcast several times i think so let's just see if the answers have changed when you all pass away how would you like your remains to be disposed of or ceremonially taken care of rena anything could happen if i could do anything with my remains well let's go with like the possible technologies that exist right now I mean, and be, then answer it the it'd other be cool way. to be launched in a space but you know that's kind of a waste of waste of money and resources i don't really expect that to happen you'd be all uh, up there too <laughs> yeah. um composted you know feed me back into the circle of life that'd be cool mm-hmm. or that's usually not really viable so you just burn me i don't i don't really care i don't feel like it needs to be uh a big deal or a super ceremonial or even reverent you can just just dispose of the body don't make a big deal of it because like you know, light you on fire in the street or how are we gonna do that? i mean that'd be cool <laughs> that's a little much for the kids but you know so yeah um but yeah can we answer this in like episode that's what i was, gonna say. That's what I was like saying that. is that we've all i want to see if anyone has any new ideas before i launch into this article i would like to be cremated i feel like that's been my answer since i was like 20 or maybe younger you say like four no like, i, I want to be burned i don't like the idea of being like in a coffin in the ground to slowly rotting like still around even though i'm gone that is weird to me i'd rather just be like okay sacred fire me up you know? yeah a five thousand dollar fancy wooden box yeah. uh is overkill or underkill well, yeah it's true. Um, i want to be yeah, medium well when i'm yeah, I, I like my body to be reintroduced to the the food web. Oh, let the fungus eat me. No, I don't want anything to have me when I'm dead. I want the flames to consume me. Just the ashes can go somewhere. I guess it's the flames or the worms. What's it gonna be? Yeah, flames. Worms. Yeah. yeah. I literally don't know. I'm not even sure I care. Well, you have to pick something. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that was my answer <laughs> last time. It was his answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want like some crazy hillbilly with a big rig like tying my cadaver up to the front grill of his truck while he goes the long haul trips. That's one of the trips. options I listed. But like, <laughs> okay. I definitely want to want something like that. Like happening. in Toy Story Four when they strap yeah. the teddy bear to the grill of the truck. Exactly. Like I <laughs> would not want what? something like that happening to me. Yeah. Okay. So no, I think we that won't was do three. That. Don't worry. I think that was three. No, it was four. No, it was three. Oh. I didn't even oh, yeah, the purple teddy bear. Yeah, we haven't watched four yet. I watched four. Or maybe you watched four. I haven't seen four. Okay, anyway, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I wouldn't want something like that happening to my carcass, but... Noted. You know, I mean, <laughs> for, for, the mo- for the most part, I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to be dead. Okay. I'm not going to have a whole lot of say in it. Well, I'm probably going to die before you. You're the one that's going to really choose what's going to happen to me. That's why I'm asking what you want. <laughs> I got to prepare I don't here. know, baby, flip a coin. <laughs> okay, great. Well, um, so, worms or flames, call it in there. Yeah, I mean, you true. keep me tied up in the basement half the time, so I mean, <laughs> my God, I don't have a lot of faith in your decision. All anyway. right, okay, so uh, Rena, you guys don't even have a basement, right? Just saying. Yeah. This is That's illusion. How I am. <laughs> the metaphorical yeah. basement. Why are you breaking the fourth wall? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, Reno, your second choice, and maybe your first choice, is actually possible now. Woo-hoo! You know? Yeah, and so apparently. Um, in Kent, 
there is a facility that um, basically, there's no like nice way to say this. It turns corpses into compost. I have a real problem with that. I'm just going to say right now, I think that's terrible. And the way this article describes it is just so like, I don't know, mundane and creepy and like disrespectful. It just really freaked me out to read it. But let me explain it as objectively as I can first, and then we can get into what everyone thinks about it. So in Kent, there's a bunch of warehouses and um, workshops and all kinds of things. And then tucked away in the middle of that, there's the first full service human composting funeral home in the US and it's operational. It took them about 10 years to plan, research and fundraise and also launch a campaign to change the state law. So this was allowed. But um, now what they're calling recompose, is um, allowed and possible and it converts people into soil. So the way that it works is that they have like, I don't know, these these sort of like pods where they put um, corpses and each one has their own and all together it sort of looks like an enormous honeycomb. They call them vessels and each hexagon in that honeycomb structure has a steel cylinder full of soil, and then they put the corpses inside the vessels, one each, and then in there they undergo the process of natural organic reduction, or NOR, or as we call it, composting. Yeah, or as they call it, human composting. So, I don't know, I just, to me, the whole idea of like being in this like honeycomb of hexagonal vessels next to other dead people who are slowly being rotated in soil it's just there's something about it that's so creepily like assembly line factory like weird i don't know and i get that like in a cemetery you're also buried next to several other people you don't know mm-hmm. and it's like the same thing but in here there doesn't seem to be any kind of like ritual or formal process or respectful saying goodbye it's just like you know I imagine they I imagine they still have some kind of memorial service or funeral service, but it's like okay, yeah, when that's done, people can watch the body be turned in the soil. That's what they do. Cool. There, anyway. I mean, like I mean, once they bury, I mean, in a cemetery, that you you see them in a coffin and then you walk away. Maybe you watch them put the coffin in the ground, but then like yeah, but you don't like night, look maybe underground and watch the decomposition in the well, coffin. Well, you don't you don't have to watch them you know turn the compost pile like yeah but you know that they're in there doing that there's just i mean maybe it's just because we've been burying people with like gravestones for so long that it seems more reverent than it is you know yeah yeah, maybe it's like it doesn't feel reverent to you maybe like it's just like oh you're just fertilizer and like we gotta yeah move your your innards around it's just creepy to me it's like here now we're gonna use your body for something else and make sure like it to me it's like there's a greater reverence for protecting the environment than there is for the soul that passed away. And that bothers me. I don't know. There's just something because in the article and the facility itself makes a lot of points to say, Oh, a lot of our customers were concerned about their environmental impact and other ways of being buried. It's too expensive to be buried in a cemetery. There's Mm -hmm. too much carbon footprint if you're cremated. And it's like, yeah. So, I mean, like, do you want to be buried in a nice way or disposed of in a nice way or is it more important to you like not to bother the earth with your passing i don't know to me it's really sad i mean look at it that way as i say is like you could be feeding tons of worms or fungus or you could be great fertilizer that could grow a tree or grow a bed of roses or you could be 
you know, your your cells could your atoms could be passed on into uh, a cornfield or something like that. Yeah. Or you could be like, no, I don't want to help out. You know, I don't want my my body to be turned back into food or into worms. I no, don't want them to be enriching creepy. the soil. I want my dead body to be stuck in a box for all eternity. And just let the bacteria in there fester and feed well, on it. And to be fair, we have to stick people in boxes because you can't just like bury dead bodies in the soil right. and have them do whatever. Like there's a yeah. lot of like right. yeah. standards and, and like, I don't know, inspectors coming through the facility, making sure the soil is like, has low levels of bacteria and toxins and all these things mm-hmm. like that. So they are, you know, making sure that it's um, safe and usable as fertilizer for later but the only reason why we have to be buried in boxes is because we can't just like you know have right, hills you, of dead people decomposing right but I think a lot of people like when they think of being buried in a cemetery they probably think okay well I'm returning to the earth and we just we can't have it that way because it's not sanitary you have to get people and you know mm-hmm. um, embalmed and all these fluids and things for it to be sanitary and then in a box but mm-hmm. you know I feel like this is still there's something about it that really bothers me. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised the Wiccan doesn't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be returned, burned up. Returned I be back to the soil. One with the flame the... going into the air. So you want to be? Yeah, you want to be. I want everyone to know of my passing based on the carbon footprint my <laughs> cremation creates. Um, they say it costs about fifty five hundred for everything to get your body picked up to do the paperwork and yeah. to. Uh, get churned around in the soil that's the other thing is that the the vessels like rotate and to me it just reminds me of like something cooking on a spit it's just there's something so creepy about it to me it's so like says the person who wants to be cooked bad way at the end yeah but quickly (laughs) not like this you know (laughs) Uh, yeah it's interesting i i yeah i i I've always thought it'd be like really cool to be buried and like have a tree grow out from your body so it's like oh yeah like my, like like that what tree. kind of tree like an apple tree yeah, people would be awesome. eating like the fruit of your death yeah I mean like no. every atom is a, has, that, you've, that you've consumed from food has been a part of an animal or bacteria like it's almost yeah. impossible for it to have not have already been part of some other living thing I guess the atoms sure but what about like the soul or like your consciousness or the thing that goes when you die how do you I don't think it stays with the body I think it's it's, yeah but uh, like do you feel like that would be affected by this process versus another one or you know no no I think once once you're dead I mean who knows right but I think once you're dead it's like the the soul or the consciousness or whatever it's it's not tethered or chained or connected to the physical realm anymore that's why like it doesn't matter what you do the body if you cremate it cool like you're leaving something for the next generation well but let me read this paragraph Mm -hmm. this is the one that creeped me out the most and i'm just going to read it verbatim and not have any editorials in within it the recompose process takes 30 days in a vessel full of wood chips and straw then another few weeks in quote curing bins large boxes one per person where soil is allowed to rest and continue exhaling carbon dioxide Once that process is complete, friends and chosen family can either retrieve the soil themselves or donate it to an ecological restoration project at Bells Mountain near Vancouver, Washington. So far, most have elected to donate. Just imagine like, you know, like someone you love has died and they're like, I want to be turned into compost. And you're like, great, you're going to be a bag of soil. 
I don't want it. Like, no one's gonna be like, yes, let me pick this up. Oh, Grandpa, don't you remember when you were like a living person we loved and now we're gonna use you to grow some shit? Like, I don't know. There's just. I think it's kind of cool. Like, you know, like having like a tombstone or an urn, like, there's there's like a physical keepsake that, that helps you remember or honor, revere yeah. your past ones. Like, what if it wasn't just like, a, a stone and the reason why we pick like stone is because like stones last for so long right yeah. like what if like you could take that soil and you could like you know use it to fertilize you know a, a tree but and be like you want to do that like not talking about you being passed away right. being turned to soil but let's say that like i don't know one of your relatives right, really yeah. close to you passed away. Cool, you take, like, yeah, like, you would take their soil and like garden with it yeah i think so that'd what? be kind of cool Mike, yeah would you do that could you do that? No. Let's say I died. Would you be like, yes, I want you to be turned into a bag of soil and I will grow some roses with you? No, because I don't do that. <laughs> That's like, the only reason I'm like, That sounds like a lot of work. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Like, if I could be turned like... into guitar picks, would you want to, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I would like look, man. <laughs> like, fuck. I don't know. Like, that's like, like that's I really don't know. Like, I, 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 like I said, the chances are I'm going to kick the bucket before you, so I don't even have to think about what to do. Okay, listen to this part. Let's get like, into. Are the, you going to keep okay. me in an urn? No. Let's no. Get into, well, you, don't care, you, you were just like, I don't care how I'm. Like, what would you do to me? I don't. I wouldn't want you in an urn. What would you do to me? I wouldn't like you just want me to answer that question. Yeah, like, because fuck. I think it's everyone's personal choice. I'm not going to argue with Reno's personal. But choice. But what would you do with me? Process. I don't know. You don't know. I don't. You know. want me to answer that question? But <laughs> I know what I would do for me, and that's I'm, me. But what do you? What would my... you do for me? Let's say I kick the bucket tomorrow, and that's a wrap. You have to make a decision. Gonna go cremation. Cremation. Okay. And then what would you do with my remains? I wouldn't keep them. Pre- Pre- I would release them somewhere that Where? was legal. Where? Hmm. Disneyland, Haunted Mansion ride. You can't yes, do that. That's you, illegal. Yes, who cares? That'd be so. You would get banned from the favorite place. Yeah. That is. Well, so I wouldn't rad. want to go there anymore without you. And why oh. would you do it on the Haunted Mansion? Because that's where all the ghosts party. But that's not my favorite. Okay, ride. I'm joking. That's that's I'm my favorite. Joking, ride. dude. No, no, it's I it's rad. My Don't answer. get me wrong. Cremate me and put my or put no, the compost soil in the Haunted, haunted Mansion. Yeah. Well, they yeah. do. Well, they've got a whole graveyard that you could get dumped yes. in over there. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, but the, but the, why why the haunted mansion? Mike, like, I was joking. Work. I don't know. Let me. Like, come on. No, for real. Gonna get your head. What are you gonna do with your husband's remains? Well, if the gun's against my head, I'll say, I don't know, and then I die first, and you have to decide what to do with my remains. No, no, no. I'm already dead. I'm already dead. Well, who's holding the gun, though? I don't care. Some dickhead that's about ready to pull the trigger. All right. What's up? Okay. I'd have you cremated. Okay. And And then what would you do with those? I would donate your ashes to science. (laughs) How do you donate ashes to science? What are they going to do with a pile of ashes? It's a very personal decision. I think everyone needs to answer for themselves. I'm not. But that's the thing. You're just trying to make me decide. Some people can't answer for it. I I can't answer for it right now. I don't know. And I could get in a car accident tomorrow and fucking that's a wrap. That's a wrap. You got to make the choice for me. This is a great episode. It okay. is. Okay, look. Yeah. You um, guys should chain yourselves together to figure <laughs> this Yeah, let's handcuff out. each other together. <laughs> what you could do is you could have me cremated and then handcuff the fucking urn to you. No. That's a terrible idea. It would just like slide right off anyway because the urns are all it, shaped, like It could have a handle. In a previous episode, we talked about um, you can compress yeah. uh, you can press it into uh, like a gemstone. Sort of carbon. Or, you can, and you yeah. can or a like dildo. The live, ver- the live. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I didn't the, say you had to use terrible. it. I, why would I have it then? I don't know. <laughs> 
put it on display in the living room. <laughs> it would be the room. ultimate like, way of trolling me. It's like, that's my husband. He used to be rad. Now he's a dildo. <laughs> Still useless. Oh my god! You got <laughs> so you can totally troll me like that. No. Here lies Mike Boyd. I think no, no. Okay, look. The ashy dildo. Going back to there some you. of the science of this, just so we can mm-hmm. zoom out objectively again. So here's what they do. Speaking of keeping things uh, hygienic and you know within the law and whatever. So these vessels we mentioned before and that like honeycomb structure are slowly rotated a few times during the process because that's what you do with all compost. And the state regulations have dictated the soil has to be at 131 degrees Fahrenheit for 72 hours to safe the cook away pathogens like fecal coliform and salmonella, for instance. And then um, the soil has to be tested by the company and a third party to make sure those pathogens are at you know low or acceptable levels, as well as heavy metals, arsenic, lead, mercury, all those things. Um, they also do not allow people who have contracted diseases like TB, or prison infections like Kretzfeld-Jacob disease. I don't know what that is. Um, those people are not allowed to um, elect this process for decomposition. They don't want that in the soil, I guess. So anyway, those are some interesting considerations. So, but yeah, this facility is fully operational, fully within the law, and I apparently they're you know taking clients as it were, and they've been doing this. So. And this is in Kent, Washington, not Kent. Ohio. Right. Or wait, I don't know if it's not Ohio. But yeah, they do it's reference Washington. like Vancouver, so I assume. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Washington State. That's, oh, okay. And it's the first, it's the only state in the United States that allows you to do human composting. Well, there you go. And I wonder, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there, that not, no other states have jumped on the bandwagon and no one's in a big hurry to do this. And it's like I that bet right you, there. I bet you Oregon and California will follow suit pretty soon. Yeah, California likes to follow along and all this stuff. California's know. usually the trailblazer and all that kind of shit, but but even California won't touch this one. That should tell you something. Oh. Uh. Um, I bet you, you know, it's just a matter of regulations and making it environmentally safe, probably. But that's um, uh, cool. It's it's weird how people are are uh, so specific or touchy about uh, the remains of their their corpse. Well, it's also weird how some people aren't like Mike is just like I don't know. Yeah, and well, even like, you're kind of like. Eh. Yeah, I mean, like, it'd be cool if you can just, like, do something useful with it. I feel like this is the most useful... But why do you have to be useful? Like... Like, your body, your soul is gone, and your body is, like, what are you gonna... I I, I care about... You were useful while you were alive. There's, like, eight billion other people that will continue to live, and I kind of want to leave the place better. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, well, I'm not on here, so I'm not on this planet, so fuck it. You know, like, it's like... That's how I am. But that's how I am, and that's the thing. I don't care, like... (laughs) I've no. come to the realization that I just not I can't care about eight billion other motherfuckers. Yeah, I haven't met them yet. I'm not, nor will I. What about the cats? The cats I care the about. The cats love ashes. <laughs> you know what? Here's here's what we're gonna do because you keep pressing me about this. We're gonna have you cremated, and we're gonna donate your ashes to all of the litter companies in the world. Now, do you care what happens to you? Sold. Oh my God. Kitty litter. Yeah. Perfect. I like it. See, you care. I can tell by your face you wouldn't want that to happen. I wouldn't. I no, I'd be that. dead. I couldn't do that to a stranger. I'd be dead. I could sign up <laughs> for know? all the right things. I could be like, bury me in a tuxedo. You know, like like how they do to all these people. They always get buried in like tuxedos Not or suits tuxedos, or some shit. They have suits. Whatever. Anyway, no one wants to be buried you know, in their like bathroom. They're going to fucking put makeup on me. <laughs> they're going to fucking put me in a three-piece suit. I'm going to sit there with my arms like... 
you know, people are going to cry over. Well, like five people will cry over me because I don't have a lot of people in my life. I think life. people will cry. I don't think so. And then I'm going to be stuck in the ground. I could say I want all that shit. I'll be dead. Someone could be like, <laughs> fuck you, asshole. And well, do whatever something. You and then I could would... end up on the grill of a big rig. Okay. Whatever your you know? wishes are, I will honor them. But you have to pick something. I appreciate something. that. I don't know. I don't even give it any thought. Well, I give it thought constantly. Okay, well, I like to have things organized and set up, and I you can like, finally I like make to a decision. Stuff, so I know exactly what I want. You can finally make a decision for me. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. We went from <laughs> conception or the avoidance of conception through mm-hmm. birth with multiple penises. Oh, yeah. How many hours you should work? How to deal with the stress? How to not deal with the stress? <laughs> Don't uh, be susceptible to conspiracy theories with yoga and what the fuck to do with your dead body. Exactly. I hope this has been an informative and entertaining episode (laughs) for you. Thanks for joining us. It's been another episode of Six Degrees of Rumination. My name's Reno. My name's Nina. And I'm Mike, and back to the basement I go. (laughs) (laughs) Good night.